live, everybody, but we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels of lace music. It's episode 68 of Kamloops last week. Chris Folds, Magic Mike, and Bill. No Greg the Engineer today. Where is he? Probably working over at... Uh Delivering appliances. He's like, Gord's hired. <laughs> he out. got a uh, delivery job at Gord's? No, that's not true. <laughs> He's up at Sun Peaks doing a uh, heli uh, skiing conference. Okay. Yeah. That sounds a lot more interesting than this. Uh, it, it, it's it's pretty neat. It's open. It's beautiful up there. And, and I think we need to do a on-location uh, shoot up at uh, Sun Peaks. With KLW? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. Yeah. 68. Anything neat? It's when uh, the world was blessed with Folzy. Comes out of the womb of his mom back in the day. I, I think you've been yourself. waiting for this, right? Yes. 1968, maybe the best year, second best year. 94 is the best year, but it's 68, uh, a good year. And uh, also, it's the uh, the last year before everything went to hell in a handbasket. Summer Love was 67, 68 was a great year, 69 was Altamont, and then the uh, Manson murders and all the other shit happened after that, and all the assassinations. So it was the last great year before the world went, went dark. Today could be a big day for you. He's got a huge bet writing. If Canada wins this afternoon? Actually, it's not my bet. It's my son Atticus's bet, and he sent it to me. He spent $25, and he took Japan to win over Germany, and he took Canada to beat Belgium. Very, very big uh, underdogs. $25. If Canada and Japan win, he wins $1,000. So this morning, Japan beat Germany. Big upset. And 2-1. It is now, what, November 23rd? It's about 9, 10, 10. So in two, less than two hours, Canada plays Belgium. If Canada wins, my son turns 25 bucks into $1,000. Speaking of bets, you owe me money. I do. I owe you a, um, oh, a card. That's right. Ba -ba 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 -ba. 20 bucks. The, uh, yeah, it's the do you have it on you? Card. Let's go. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Speaking of loving, I love, I got uh, myself this morning one of their lattes, and it's two bucks. Only two dollars right now at participating yeah. stores in Kamloops and Merritt. One dollar for small and medium coffees, and two dollars for those lattes and espressos. Hi, what can I get for you today? Our coffees, only one dollar right now? Our mediums and smalls are yes. Oh, what a deal that is. I'll get two medium coffee, both with two cream, and that's only in Kamloops and Merritt, right? I don't know, but, oh, yes. Yes, it is. And the best part is, too, when you buy those coffees, you're shopping local. Yes. Yes. Have a great day today. Thank you. Okay. That'll be 2 Okay, bye. Okay, yeah, so well, I, um, I lost the first $20 <laughs> card on the Lions, and then uh, I won, now I lost it. So here, I'm paying you back. We'll make another bet at the end of this show. Oh no, oh. we're going to bet right now because right. we're going to do it on the, whether Canada escapes the group. Oh yeah, we already we yes. already made that bet I think though. that's, the, we'll, so, we'll put this on okay. that. Yeah. And I say they don't, you say they do, although they have a good chance now because uh, Croatia, a very uh, age aging team, the one I think is going to win the group, they tied Morocco 0-0 and that's a big, that's, a, that's good news for Canada. I also think now hearing about Belgium's D, slower Older, mm -hmm. maybe Canada has an upset today. They could win because what's his name's out for uh, one of the stars for Belgium is out for two games for sure. And, and, uh, and the Canadians are fast. That's what they're thinking. Although get behind that Davies, uh, he was grimacing in pain uh, two days ago in practice. His hamstring's still acting up. I bet you Davies becomes a non-factor if he plays. He's he's okay. he's injured. <laughs> he's not going to be a non-factor. I'll tell you who is a factor. Michael Riley. He's a Kamloops City Councilor. He's going to join us today. Also, Doug Herbert. Yes. CBC. Great voice. He's also an actor. He's going to be in. It's really cool. We have a story online at CamelessThisWeek.com under the entertainment tab. And in today's newspaper, 23rd of, uh, of November, Camelus This Week print edition on B1, Sean Brady did a story. It explains how they do this play. It's really, really cool. They're acting, but on, this, on the stage with them are the sound people. Mm -hmm. For example, if, uh, 
if the snow is, you know, you going crunching through snow, they're like breaking celery sticks. Well, and I think the whole message is about finding what is life's greatest gift, right? I think the message is you want uh, old man, what's his name? You want his life because he owned all the property there. Well, what, <laughs> what, what is life's greatest gift? Life's greatest gift? Yes. Uh, it's probably life itself. Life itself. Mike? Well, this is deep. Um, life's greatest gift? Yeah, I, I would say uh, friends and family. Friends you and know, family. And guitars. And guitars. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually uh, Strauss Naturals for... Oops! <laughs> 15% off. Your, your coffee almost went down there. Almost went down there, that's right, yes. All of November, Strauss Naturals are 15% off at uh, New Leaf Produce Market. Also, the Holiday Bear, that was the Dano Char who we just launched. What's going on real quick with the Holiday yeah, Bear? Yeah, in the November 30th print edition of Canvas's Week, which is a week from today, um, we have a, a annual business and, uh, and Canvas's Week campaign. Um, a bunch of businesses, probably two dozen, are going to have bears of various sizes to give away to the customers as they fill out... Uh, Go shop, shop local, fill out your form. If you, your name gets drawn, you win one of the bears. Everybody who enters is entered into a grand prize draw. Christmas cheer as well. Christmas cheer is on. It. Yeah, Christmas cheer. You go to the Canvas website, you look at the big Christmas cheer logo, you hit it, and you donate anything from a dollar upwards, and you can help five charities in town. And we're writing about them every week. This Sunday, the Santa Claus Parade. We'll stream it live this year on Facebook, thanks to our good pals at Dearborn Ford. It's a 4.10 p.m. start this Sunday, November 27th. A special Wake Up Santa event. I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, the, 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 the annual uh, Santa Claus Parade um, it was happened last year and this year again after the it was stopping in the twenty uh, in, in two thousand twenty. They they the kids wake up Santa at uh, in in, in Kamloops Square because yeah it's at second and second and and Seymour and they wake him up and and then he gets up and he gets on his sleigh and then the parade starts. It's really cool. Sexy Chris leading the charge. The, um, but I actually bought a trailer to tow in the Santa Claus parade. Uh, and then a few years ago, what I started doing is I started a band called Slayer, but it's S-L-E-I-G-H-E-R. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, and we're a metal marching band that plays evil Christmas songs. It's at nighttime this year yes, as well. they've changed it. The, uh, last year or two or three years ago, they changed it. And people, mm-hmm. some people didn't like it, but some do because the lights come out and it's, it's a little oh. more Christmassy, right? We, we've got one of our work trucks all decked out in trussing with lights all over it, and we're going to be there. So, yeah. uh, and, and the amazing thing is people scream and cheer as you're going by it. It's just such an exhilarating uh, thing to be part of. So, If you have kids, it's the greatest thing. When we first moved here, because uh, we didn't have that in Abbotsford, not, not to the no. extent. This was, this, this pretty, especially in kids. Bales and trucks yeah. with manure. Yeah, I'm they, surprised they, about that, actually, not in, in Abbotsford. Well, the ones in Abbotsford, they have them, but then, you know, they always include gang shootings and stuff, so people have to disperse <laughs> because, you know, that's so. But um, when your kids are of the age where they still believe and they're still magical, um, and you're sitting there in downtown Kamloops, and it's a little cold, and you got hot chocolate, and the snow's falling, it really is, mm-hmm. it's amazing. We might run into one of our 310 subscribers when we're down there at the uh, Christmas parade. We couldn't do that without our sponsors. And I know, Mike, and so do you know this, we ran into all of our sponsors recently on one of our amazing journeys that we took. What did we do again? Well, we were uh, practicing to our acapella group of choir singing that we wanted to do, and uh, they were also uh, with us singing. And Folds, 
you started to choke a little bit. Well, I because I, I was I was carrying the load and singing more than you guys, and, and the I false settle parts, yeah, yeah, and because you guys can't do it, you're baritones at best. So I um, I got really parched, so I went to a New Leaf and I got myself some uh, apple juice, and I just uh, I helped. I also uh, help noticed that he was kind of bringing us down again with his voice, cracking. So I got him some smooth oregano from <laughs> that's New Leaf, right from Strauss. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, that really helped him out. I, it was amazing how quickly it worked, too. Yeah. He said that like you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't done there, were we, right? We kept singing. And people were joining in with us. And I noticed that one young boy, he just didn't seem right. And you walked over him. And what did you do for this young boy? Well, I realized that he was trying to sing and he was trying to do what he needed to but it was too echoey in the room for him to hear so we discovered together a new use for Sealy mattresses not only are they soft and comfortable to sleep on but they also work great as uh, reducing unwanted reverberant fields in rooms the Sealy mattress it's one size fits all for everything if you have an ailing child who's at your performance you can just let him sit down and, and heal himself it's amazing mm -hmm. sure is I also noticed that um, we started to really kind of uh, drop off our energy started to drop off didn't it yeah so we had to uh, quickly zip down to the nearby mcdonald's and pick up the dollar coffees and uh perked us up quite a bit and we promptly fired folds from our uh trio he uh, started going to wimbleway and wimbleway kind of a thing <laughs> and i was just like ah, it's a christmas thing that's true and i was quite devastated and i cried a lot and the tears the salty tears got on my clothes so i had to go get a new uh, washing machine from gorge to wash them and make them clean again and it felt i felt reborn and it was a perfect time to do that because the black friday sale is on right now it's on right now it runs to december 7th at gorge appliance and mattress center meanwhile at mcdonald's coffees are dirt cheap ba -ba 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 -ba. one dollar 105 as you like to, to point out and uh, also, huge news right now, as we move on, Bill, be ready, be on the trigger finger here. Huge news, because we're gonna debut a new segment, December 7th, the first Wednesday of every month. It's gonna be called Reader's Digest. Jackson, so he's going to join us the first Wednesday of every month. We're just going to talk to him about all things Kamloops. Yeah, it's it's, it's something we should do, and we 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 would have done it last term, but we started like late in the last term. But it's something we want to do. It's it's uh, it's it's no different what all all, all the media does. I know uh, we uh, in the paper. I have the council have a rotating council column every month to talk about things in council. So each councilor, including the mayor, they have a rotation during the four years. Radio NL has the mayor on, I think once a week or twice a month to talk about things. So we're yeah. going to have the mayor on because, hey, he's the mayor. He should be talking to the people. I think um, what people sometimes say about these longer form interviews is you can kind of get to know the person a bit better. So he'll have 10 minutes to talk about what's on his mind, take us behind the scenes, just like we're going to have Michael O'Reilly and you get to know them a little bit better. Yep. Some more. It's not just little clips. It's longer form interviews and yep. a chance for him to say and we're going to hold his feet to the fire when we have to as well sure because i'm sure there's going to be some times where that's going to need to happen yep absolutely mike yeah. what do you think about the segment i, I bumped into uh mayor hammer jackson uh at the tnrd library the other day and he was going to his first uh meeting up there and uh, he sounded really excited about this it was mm -hmm. right before your meeting right and uh, i think i think it's going to be awesome yeah. okay right on next up it's Mike O'Reilly, and last week, this week, it's brought to you by the New Leaf Produce Market.
film. <laughs> That's a long intro video. Michael O'Reilly, <laughs> thanks for joining us uh, this morning. I've never asked any of our guests how they feel about our green room, which is sitting in the parking lot until we come get you. I mean, do you think we should improve on that, or how do you feel about it? Well, I think uh, the, the track down from where I parked down here was a little dicey in the middle of winter, but uh, other than that, I, I think it works. There could be some kind of claim against Mike here if one of our guests uh, slips. <laughs> Uh, we keep our, our parking lot on the side uh, graveled, so in case there is a problem, we can just get rid of it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's start with some news, newsy-ish stuff here. Last night, there was a meeting uh, about the budget. Can you give us the Coles notes? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it was presented as our provisional budget uh, to council, which happens every year. Uh, a little different this year being the first time this new council has seen a budget. Uh, and it was showing about 5.6%. Uh, and what that is based on is, is staff coming back and saying, if you want the same service levels and the same things that we offer this year as last year, this is what's going to cost. It's not adding anything extra. And, uh, and so that's our first look, base look at it. And then, uh, and then we go from there. And people have to calm down on not get crazy because every year it starts here and try to bring it down because this is that that number is based on if if if, if you didn't uh, bring in any more revenue you didn't cut any services this is how much a tax increase but you whittle it down as you go right or you try to yeah absolutely yeah. and and staff are at the point yesterday we're looking for general direction is this somewhat acceptable or are we way too low or way too high just to get a general idea of what we're feeling um, but I did ask the question yesterday in council you know what are we hearing from like size municipalities mm -hmm. across BC just so we have an idea yeah. um, and uh, and what we were told was the average, or what she, Director Humphrey is hearing, uh, is between five to nine percent. Wow, is, is what's being in other municipalities mm -hmm. this similar size. Provisionally, provisional, correct. Because uh, in in this century, from 2000 to 2022, uh, the average has been about two two and a half percent. In in Kamloops, which I think at the time was kind of just keeping up with inflation. Last year was the highest this century, which was five percent, but that followed an extremely low one because of the COVID thing. Most councillors have said they want to get down to about two. What do you? What? What? What would you be? What? What's your aim? Yeah, I mean, I think if we look at uh, historically, as as you've spoken about, uh, is is we try and keep it close to inflation mm -hmm. uh, because. If we want to keep the same services, that's essentially what we have to do. But inflation um, now is like seven percent. Well, and so that—that's what it's going to come back to. Mm -hmm. um, do we want to keep this and have higher tax increase, uh, or do we want to cut services? And mm -hmm. what services do we want to cut? And I think we got to be clear too: is when we talk about you know the the general inflation number that you're seeing or, or CPI at you know two or three percent in in the news, it's different for municipalities. Mm -hmm. We don't use a general basket that you the use the general Edmonton population, one, right? right? So we look at the Edmonton one because right. they, they are the clearest one. And, and what Edmonton does is they have their entire economics uh, department and they say, well, this is what the general public is, but this is what our CPI is or our inflation is mm -hmm. uh, based on the goods that we use as a municipality. And uh, and they typically come in around 1% higher uh, than what normal inflation is. Wouldn't it be lower? You guys have the municipal finance authority. You could you can borrow money cheaper than, than I can. So wouldn't it be, or how come it's higher? Uh, the goods that we actually use. Okay. Right, so so we don't uh, go to the grocery store. Oh, the line painting and all the specialty stuff. Yeah, okay. those things are costing more. Like yeah. when we look at our uh, PVC piping, right, yeah. having a two, three hundred percent increase. Yeah. Mm. When was the last time you went and bought? Exactly. PVC piping, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just yeah. not something that a, a normal consumer would use. Okay. Good. Good Switching gears a little bit, we asked Kelly Hall last week about committees, forming committees. He kind of 
spurred the mayor to kind of get on it a little bit. Anything you can update us on as far as the formation of committees and are you concerned about how fast they're forming? And would you want to go back to when we had regular people on it or do you think the new system has worked well? Uh, well, there are uh, a couple questions there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one sorry. being, no, that, that's all good. Uh, I mean, setting up committees or uh, task forces, whatever we want to call them, that's at the discretion of the mayor mm -hmm. solely. And so at this point, you know, we have had some general conversation, the mayor and I, um, and, and it's just a, kind of a hurry up and wait thing. And, yep. and we're waiting to see uh, what the mayor unfolds and whether that's uh, uh, just committees or just task forces or a hybrid of having committees and task forces underneath those. Um, and going to your second question, are the committees working? Uh, they do in a lot of circumstances, um, but I do think there maybe is some room for efficiencies um, where we can start having the public uh, involved a little bit more. Uh, so when, when we look at uh, heritage and culture, mm -hmm. uh, we look at the social uh, planning uh, working recreation group. Recreation would help. It, recreation, yeah. those types of things. Um, I think there, there's room to have more public opinion um, that then filters up to the committee uh, to you know go through that and then that committee makes recommendations to council right. um, and and so at the end of the day I think what we need is to find a balance of having the input but also uh, being able to streamline and get these things done yeah. uh, there's only so many hours that nine elected officials can put in a week and if we if we went to complete engagement you'd be looking at a hundred hours a week per counselor and that's not the way this is supposed to be designed and some people say there's enough red tape red tape as it is so let's get on with it if it was up to you how quickly would you like to get these things formed uh, I mean, it, it, frankly, it's not up to me, yeah. um, but it, it would be nice. Um, you know, uh, Mayor Hammer Jackson has uh, made the comments say, you know, we, we don't want to rush this, we want to get it right. And, and you know, I, I, I respect that um, at the same time. Um, I think we do still need to progress and move. And it's not just for giving council direction, but it's also for staff to have direction, yeah. right? And, and what this is going to look like. Right. And, you know, I have uh, mentioned to, to the mayor saying, uh, I completely respect that and I, I, I love where his head's at. Um, but at the same time, as the mayor, he can change those committees or working groups at any time. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's his decision. It could be in two months, it could be in two years. Yep. And that's, that's his, uh, his choice. He's spoken of creating six-month ones just to look at certain issues like this. And that's one of the few powers that the mayor has above anything else is mm -hmm. that. So he should, uh, yeah. Hopefully does uh, does it wisely. I did some reading last night, believe it or not, and uh, <laughs> I saw some interesting going back and reading what you'd said. You said part of the reason why you didn't run for mayor is you foresaw a need for experience on council. So now, I mean, it, it seems kind of sage. I mean, how do you feel about that decision now, and how much uh, how much uh, need has there been for that experience? Yeah, um, I, I think it's needed. It is needed, and um, I've really enjoyed working with all of my new colleagues. Uh, everybody is, it's just like myself four years ago. You're eager, you want to do this, you want to do that, and it's, it's not what they want to do. It's working with them, how do they get done what they want to get done procedurally, um, you know, and also politically. How do you get this through and how do you garner the support of your colleagues? Um, whether it's the mayor or myself or Councillor Carpuck, you need five votes to get anything done that you want to get done. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's all part of it and very important to achieve your goals. Is it frustrating having to go through those hard yards again, you know, watching people having to kind of stumble through the early process, no fault of their own, but for you who knows what's going on to kind of like, oh man, it, it, is it frustrating a little bit? No, no, no not at all. 
not at all. I, I, I love it. Uh, I like having new people uh, in the fold. Uh, I, I'm learning from all of them already. Um, and, and, and that's exciting to me. It makes it gives me different perspective on things. Uh, and, and really, uh, I mean, as I've, I've been a, a small business owner for, for nearly 15 years in Camelot with upwards of five or 600 employees, I like to coach people along, mm. right? I like, like to help and uh, get them better. Mm-hmm. And and that we want everybody to get better and and you know in four years I, I may not be there and it's going to be their turn to lead the next group coming in and that's all uh, making council better as a whole. At the beginning we got to figure out how do we get this done. It's very and technical. Eh? It, it is yeah. and and so it was myself, uh, Councillor Sarai and Councillor Hall uh, spent spent quite a bit of time uh, with Mayor Hammer Jackson uh, the day before the first council meeting mm-hmm. and uh, and you know from there there were some technical uh, things that we noticed in the council meeting. <laughs> That the general public wouldn't notice, no. yeah. right? But at the end of the day, that council first council meeting went very smooth. Very I thought. Smooth, yeah. I mean, a couple little hiccups, but mm-hmm. but really it went very very I was smooth. I ask you, is, is the hammer nailing it? Is he picking it up quickly? Yeah, good. I, I, uh, I mean, for, for someone that hasn't uh, chaired a meeting like that, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, normally we have about 30 people watching online, uh, and we had over 100 on Tuesday. I think people were just curious, how is this going to go? Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I think um, Hammer Jackson pulled that off very well, and, and I, I thought it gave confidence uh, to council and the general public that we can get the business of the city done. All right. All right. I want to ask you about your history with MS. I think you, 12 years ago, you had a procedure experimental. Just maybe you can fill us in on how you're doing. Yeah, um, I, I used to be quite public about it um, when I was president of the MS Society here in Kamloops. I was also on uh, the BC Yukon MS Society and was chair of the Government Relations Committee. Uh, so I was very heavily involved. Um, but, you know, when I first started talking about it publicly, um, I had been advised by people with MS to, to not do that uh, simply for my career. Really? What? They, they really? said, yeah, and, yeah, but that's a reality. Because for, it's a medical for, thing. Because yeah. people with a disability. Yeah. Right? You and were adventure countless at the time. I, I was, yeah. I was and you got the liberation treatment, yep, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, and and so, you know, that's I think it's important to that's talk about these things. It, it is. Yeah. And we all we all have these things. And if you may not have it today, uh, you might have it in two years yeah. or something. Or you might have it today and you might not find out for two years. Yeah, and yeah. you've just been living with that long. And uh, and it's it's it shouldn't be stigmatized. No. And and so I went very public with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had controversial uh, surgery. It was CCSBI or liberation. It's the uh, going through the yeah, plaque, through the right? jugular yeah. through the jugular veins. And um, you know I, I couldn't. There was times when I couldn't walk more than two or three blocks, and and the reason I remember the distance is because I really struggled walking from Venture Camels at the time to Motivo to get my morning coffee. Which is actually before the operation, or that after? After. Uh, Before. 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 Uh, And you know there were there were four of us that got the surgery that day down in California, uh, and all four of us were from Canada. All four of us were from British Columbia, Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean mixed results for for different people. Much like any uh, medication for MS, there's mixed results. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very fortunate and very lucky. Uh, and you notice a, a, an improvement uh, within about uh, within I think it was twelve hours or twenty four hours I could feel my feet for the first time in two Holy years. Geez, like I was wa- laying there in bed and all of a sudden my feet started going warm. And I, it, it, but it's, it was yeah. So but you know I, I'm doing extremely well and um, 
you know. just posted recently about another is experimental. Is it you went to Kelowna? Did uh, you post it on Facebook? So it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. almost a public thing, right? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a politician, yeah. most of your life is public. Uh, and I went down for uh, infusion. It's it's not experimental. It's just oh. new to MS. Okay. Uh, and so what is it? It's actually uh, a drug that's used um, to uh, fight cancer yeah. and cancer treatment that's been around for decades. Uh, but they just discovered that it actually uh, helps or stops uh, growth of MS. Okay. Uh, essentially, what it does is it stops your immune system from being overactive, which is what MS is. It's right. your body attacking your own body because yeah. they think it's something it's wrong. Confused. So your immune system is always active, whereas this just suppresses mm. it. How oh. much of a challenge is it for, for you and your family? Like you were supposed to be on our show last week. You had to go to, I think it was either Vernon or, or Kelowna. Vernon, yeah. So there's, there's travel. I mean, you're, 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 a, pol you're a politician and you, you have MS. I mean, how, how challenging is it for, for you and your family to, to go through all that? We all got challenges. We, we make it work. And, and that's that's just life. I mean, if 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 anything that came up in my life, I said, "Oh, I can't do this. It's challenging. It's going to be tough." Well, you just deal with it, and mm -hmm. and you move on. And, and it becomes, it doesn't, uh, you know, make your life, or you don't base your life around it. But it's a part of your life, mm -hmm. and 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 I think that's important. Speaking of challenges, switching gears again, facilities. And you do have a four and a half year old son. He's starting to skate, ice sheets. Many issues, but ice sheets are one of them. Just maybe your general take on the facility situation in, in Kamloops. Yeah, uh, we are very short on ice. Um, we have been for years. Uh, the last sheet of ice that was built in Kamloops uh, was for it was the uh, Riverside Coliseum at the time, um, back in the early nineties. Yeah, and 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 then the Olympic piece came. The Olympic sheet at Mac Park came on, but when the ice box shut down, we had no net gain of ice. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously we look at the growth of our community being the top five fastest growing communities in Western Canada um, and not to have uh, additional ice in 30 years, uh, it's a challenge. And most recently we saw during uh, the Scotty's piece and, and wanting to mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. post the patch and, uh, right. you know, and, and those things happen and, and that was never a problem before. Um, but now uh, our, our ice usage, I believe, we're at 105 or 110% of capacity. Um, and uh, it's, it's a very big problem and we need new sheets of ice. Meanwhile, we've got folks in the arts community like Mike, who have their concerns. Any question for Mike? Yeah, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, if we go way back in time to the 90s and uh, we look at what was going on in the scene here in Kamloops, we had seven venues that young kids could book and, and put on shows or groups could come in and put on shows, that kind of thing, which are no longer around now. And there's a huge glut in our uh, community for these kind of shows. You know, um, your kids are coming up to, to that age. Hopefully they're playing guitar already. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, is there anything in the plans to address that? We're missing, the like, even the KXA grounds was a huge 2,400 seat on one side. Uh, 600 seat on the other side we were in there at least three times a month uh, and we're completely missing that now yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think if we look at the recreational master plan as a whole, uh, which which we're all aware of, uh, what we have in there is uh, the amount of facilities uh, that we have now and what we are lacking and what facilities we are going to need first. Uh, the first thing on the recreational master plan uh, is a performing arts center. Uh, then it moves down to uh, the shortage of ice. Uh, we go into uh, curling sheets of ice as well, um, uh, indoor uh, field space, tracks space, uh, soccer space, and then last week we go to a new, new pool to be built on the North Shore, uh, similar to an H2O centre in, in Alona. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to talk about the recreational master plan. 
this isn't something that the last council just came up with. This isn't something that administration just said, hey, these are the things I think we need and let's do it this order. This was done from years and years of consultation with the community and with the user groups that need these facilities. Uh, and it's, it's no uh, surprise that, yeah, we are short of art space, we're short of ice. Uh, we need to look at the curling ice situation. Um, but we've adopted that, and, or the previous council did, and these are the facilities and these are the order they're gonna be built in, starting with the Performing Arts Center. So new uh, spaces for events is not on the list? Well, I, I think at this point, uh, that, that's going to be our best bet is, uh, is the Performing Arts Centre um, to be used for potential events uh, and essentially also uh, a civic gathering space, which we don't have. We don't have a civic but, gathering but, space. Go but a, a Performing Arts Centre really is a sit down, you come in, you play, there's everything's already there for, for the musicians or whatever group. But if you're wanting to be a uh, young band that's putting on a concert for you and your, your buddies that have high school bands, or um, even if you are a conference that wants to come to town and, and put on something, shouldn't we have something like uh, what Penticton has, which has a 4,000 seat uh, conference centre attached to their Performing Arts Centre, attached to their arena? Uh, that can be broken up into four 1,000-foot, 1,000-seat uh, areas uh, so we can host these bigger events and, and that kind of a thing. Yeah, I think that's certainly something that, that could be looked at. At this point, that's not there. Uh, so before my time on council, because I, I brought up the exact same conversation, should we look at having a large conference center? Um, and a study was done, uh, and what it came back and showed is that if we were to build a two things. One, if it were to be built, uh, large conferences will uh, start cannibalizing the tournament capital brand uh, because of the amount of hotel rooms and spaces uh, that we have in Kamloops. And so we would able to wouldn't be able to host the tournaments that we have been known for hosting. Uh, similarly, uh, talking just as recently as you know within the last year, as I've been on the Tourism Camels Board, they do not he have or see a demand uh, for large conferences. Um, their sweet spot is the two three hundred uh, people, and that's where there's a demand. But outside of that, they said we just we wouldn't uh, necessarily have the business uh, to fill a conference center. I, I'll just make one last point. I find that interesting because I travel all over the place doing large conferences and they don't come to Kamloops. So, but uh, I'd love to talk to you and go to McDonald's <laughs> and have a coffee. You, you, should, you and Mr. <laughs> Hamer Jackson, because he loves Penticton too. You always bring up that Penticton. Uh, it's it's an overkill facility that uh, that does <laughs> well. Really they do. Well. They. Do, I mean, the weird thing, and I've said this before. People say, "Well, we need the Four Hour Center to attract certain acts." But right, if you look at all the big acts coming through, the big acts. So I'm talking like you know El, uh, Elton John or or Billy Joel, and and uh, they they go to Penticton. They play an arena that's no different than Salmon Center. But, they, but I think it's because of the population and the route. They have yeah. way more people to draw from. But what I'm saying is those acts aren't playing in a performing center we don't have. They're playing in a Sandman Center that's in Penticton for whatever reason. But you can put that as part of your platform in 2026. <laughs> when Milton, you run will will you mayor. support me in my run for mayor? That's <laughs> what I'm really asking. Miltimore 26. <laughs> yeah. Zooming out 30,000 feet and being a, a political buff in Camels for the last two decades, mm -hmm. uh, this is the most directional council we've had in over 15 years mm -hmm. um, that it's not necessarily split right down the middle no. uh, yeah. there, there's a clear direction on the people that were elected mm -hmm. yeah. and, and that's exciting for Kamloops it's a good balance I think so thank you Mike this segment the next one coming up brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center we have Doug Herbert coming in right now don't want the nine hour cycle please 
Friggin' $500 hydro bill piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again. The nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me, but let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go, seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. Doug Herbert, CBC Camels, we work together there. We do? We do, normally it's you asking me questions. It's true, I'm on the hot seat today. You're in the hot seat. You're gonna to talk to us about a play, just floor's yours. What's going on? Well, we've got a lovely show that is opening this week. Uh, it's A Wonderful Life, the radio play. And uh, I used to act, that was my whole, whole bag for a long time. I wanted to be a big star, go to Broadway, <laughs> be in all the movies. I uh, took a kick at the can for many, many years, and I didn't make much money. Uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, I ended up in journalism, and uh, about 10 years in uh, here at Kamloops, I thought, I should audition. I've been talking about being an actor for years. Maybe I should show people that I'm not just blowing smoke and telling <laughs> stories. So uh, I threw in my hat for uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, a month later found out I'd been cast in it. And uh, now I am somewhat petrified and scared <laughs> because uh, we are opening this week and I'm realizing I've committed to a large thing that uh, is challenging me in ways that I haven't been challenged in many years. Well, what what did, was the competition like yeah, to, did, to get did the you, part? Did you, did you uh, audition for a specific part or was it an open, they're going to put you when they see you uh, as a certain character? There were three options I was given when I said I want to audition. It was, of course, Clarence the Angel, mm -hmm. then uh, the lead George Bailey, the hero of the story, uh, that everybody who's seen It's a Wonderful Life would remember. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part that if you've seen the movie, you likely would have no knowledge about. It's a guy called Freddie Fillmore. And the tip here is it's a radio play. So you, you kind of come into the theater and you see this old 1940s radio soundstage. You're starting, oh, what's going on? And the show is basically the radio soundstage actors doing the live radio play of It's a Wonderful Life out to the radio audience. I'm the host, Freddie Fillmore, so it's a real stretch as a radio guy to play a radio guy on the stage. But it's fun, so I get to introduce the, the show, I get to introduce the actors, I get to sort of play with the audience a bit, and uh, whenever it gets tense or there's some sort of scene change needed, I'll show up again and I'll do a little radio ad or a, something like that. And another neat thing about the uh, the play is that on the stage, while you're on the stage breaking the fourth wall as it were, there's also a couple of people who are doing the sound effects. Yes. So they're called Foley props. You want to explain that what it is to yes, the audience? Yes, the, the Foley artist is in, you know, if you just imagine yourself sitting there in front of the radio because you didn't have television, you hear feet walking, you know, snow crunching. You hear a car door slam. You hear somebody enter the room. 
uh, the siren, like it's all scene setting. So you're going, oh, right, somebody's just come in. Okay, mm -hmm. oh, what's going on? I hear some water. Oh no, he must have jumped into the icy cold river and mm -hmm. now he's struggling to get out. And so that's the Foley artist. And we do have uh, a local Kamloops guy who's doing that. He plays piano. We reference him on stage. And some of the actors will occasionally kind of come over and help him out. Mm. I mean, that iconic moment when you hear the bell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time you hear the bell, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> that is one of the actors who literally just grabs the bell and gives uh, it a shake. And then uh, you can see it there. But in, in the, at the time, back in the 40s and 50s, you were, you were it was your mind's eye. It, exactly. Yeah. And, and you'd think, oh, they've got children in the yeah, show. Yeah. Well, no, it's a fully grown adult yeah. who is doing multiple voices. Yeah. And that's what we've got in this show, is a number of the actors have multiple characters. And in some scenes, you'll even see the actor talking to himself. You know, he'll be like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he's somebody else, and he's <laughs> interacting with himself. Oh, that's cool. But you can tell. I mean, the, the, the quality of the actors they've cast, uh, aside from myself, mm -hmm. uh, very high, very high. Are you, uh, are you expecting to be petrified opening night? Uh, I, I think I will be a little afraid. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be quite as scared as I am right now. We're, we're, we're not in front of an audience yet. Mm. Um, and I think that little extra energy of yeah. being in front of a bunch of people, being really scared that you're going to look like a, a donkey up there on the stage will sort of help me elevate my game and, and remember that I had training as an actor. I did it for years and years. This isn't new to me. Uh, I think I'm trying to convince myself yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I don't know how many other people auditioned for the role. I, I sent in a film, you know, film tape of me doing it. I did, yeah, like I said, a bunch of the other roles. I think, I think you beat out James Peters. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You know, that, and that's, that yeah. goes along with our radio battles. Yeah, 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 DNA, yeah. Yeah, you're usual. still undefeated, I think. Yeah, for <laughs> um, your son, Declan, he must think this is pretty cool. He does. He does. We actually uh, got a note from his school that he's going to be able to come and see it with some of his pals. And he says, oh, Dad, so, so you're going to be in it and I'm going to be in the audience. I said, yeah. He goes, I'm going to make a big sign and I'm going to hold it up. Said, That's my dad. That's my dad. Oh, man. I don't think he knows that I'm going to actually be walking out and talking to people yeah. in the audience. And I also don't think he knows that he's probably going to see the show like three times. <laughs> yeah. He's sick of it. Yeah. My mom's coming. He's going to see it with her. He's going to see it with my wife. And he's also going to see it with his class. How old is he? Seven. So now he's going to say, that's my dad. Another 10 years will be like, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I go back on the stage after this yeah. one. But, uh, that's so going to be great. Message? What's the message of the play? Well, that oh, there's yeah. hope. I mean, that, that you know, you do good for people. And that, that evil is not going to win out. Because you've got you know, this Edwin Potter, or, you know, Mr. Potter character who wants to, basically, you don't make enough money, you're into the dump, you know, you're out of here, I'm going to kick you out of your house. And then you've got, you know, Mr. Bailey, who, who wants to raise money, keep people in their homes, because he believes that they will find a way to pay him back. It, it's that whole notion of Christmas giving. Yeah, and he corrals all the people on his side. He sure. gets everybody yeah. together. Get together. The evil Mr. Potter is sort of left to, to be miserly and Scrooge-like yeah. on his own. Do you own. think we need more of that in, in general society these days, the positive, uplifting stuff? I think about Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso, That, that, show, yeah. that show is a hit, yeah. and that's like a wholesome, wholesome it's a, it's show. It's an unusual hit because it's so wholesome. Everything's so yeah. cynical. We're in the media. Everything's so cynical all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go online in the morning. I mean, <laughs> social media is just toxic. full of toxic, negative yeah. messages. Is the world worse than it was before Facebook? 
I don't think so. I mean, you look at the stats, maybe the environment is worse off, likely, almost for sure the environment's worse <laughs> off than before Facebook. But yeah, we do need those positive mm -hmm. messages. And I, I think it's easy to get sucked in into this negative, oh, the whole world sucks. It's know? a doom, doom scrolling silo yeah. that's, that's dangerous for your mental health. It is. So, it you is. know, put down that phone, <laughs> come out to the theater, yeah. have your heart lifted with the show, have a laugh. I, it's fun. And I mean, maybe inflation means your pocket's a little tight, but there are some pay-what-you-can matinees. It's, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. So if you need that sort of holiday lift, this will help get you in the mood. All right. Good. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? Anything? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's uh, something that is still scaring me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this year I decided I would do something that scared myself. I've already sang a national anthem at That's the right. uh, North Paws game. Yeah. Yeah. That was very scary. And then I read on social media somebody saying, I hear some terrible singing from, from <laughs> it's bouncing off the mountains. I was like, oh, that's me. That's, that's social media right yeah, there. Some, some good, good positive well, messaging. Well, they say if, if, if the time when the butterflies aren't there, then maybe it's time to retire. So that's a good yeah. thing. Yes. That's when the most rewards come when you challenge yourself. Right, Mike? Right, Mike? I, I think so. I'm excited to come and see this play, actually. It's well, one of my childhood favorites. and. Yep. Uh, I, I Me too. I can't wait to see yeah. it. I can't wait to see you uh, act, and I'll, I'll hold up a sign. I'm going to bring a sign, too. too. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, the more the merrier. Hold up some signs. Get the annoyance of the people behind <laughs> yeah. you. You'll be fine. We'll start a chance. We'll do the whole thing. Yeah. Doug, thank you very much. Well, I'm excited for... for having me on. I, yeah, I've enjoyed in, watching man. this and now I'm in the hot chair. Yes, absolutely. And it thanks. is warm with these lights. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. good. Next yeah. segment brought to you by McDonald's. You're going to talk about David Eby. Yep. Okay. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Above the folds, take it away. Yeah, I thought we should just end the show by talking about something that is, uh, yeah, it's political and people might eyes glaze over, but it's, it's it impacts Camelot specifically. This is David Eby, and he's a tall drink of water boy. When you talk to him, you, you look it up. You are fascinated with his height. He's so tall, it's incredible. Anyway, he is now the new premier of British Columbia, and uh, he said he's going to get a running start, and he really has done a running start. He's in his first, he got, he got sworn in on November 18th, today's November 23rd, and within those five days, he's announced a bunch of things that are pretty monumental. Yeah. Uh, he uh, addressing the you know the, the problems on the streets, safety and crime. He he's announced a whole bunch of initiatives. One that may impact Kamloops is that he wants he's going to increase the funding for uh, things like Car 40 yeah. uh, around the province, and that is when um, you have a police officer paired with a mental health nurse to go on mental health calls, and it it, it, it works really well. But we're limited by how how often they can they can work in Kamloops. That's one thing he's trying to he's got a directive to crown council to try to keep uh you know repeat dangerous offenders uh in jail on bail hearings yep. but that's that's just a directive there's no power to tell them what to do and crown is hamstrung by supreme court rulings and by bill c-75 the new law that says you try to uh from the federal government for whatever reason uh the aim is to not uh keep people in custody unless uh, unless like extremely uh an extreme needs and that's pissing off a lot of people because you have people who are who are arrested for a crime they go to bail hearing they get out and 
before the next appearance, they're arrested again for a crime. So yeah. he's trying to address that. Is that one separate from the creation of the prolific offenders yeah. response teams? Yeah, that's different too. So that's another one where, where they're trying to, because as we've been told on the show, you know, I think 80% of the crime is created by like 10% of the people. And they're trying to get the prolifics off the street, which would really be uh, a good thing. And that's what he's trying to do too. I forgot to say that photo by David the Hawk Eagle. So thank you, Dave, for all your photos that you contribute. I guess we read, or I read, Reed Hamer Jackson talking about how he likes these ideas, mm -hmm. and Dale Bass even said some of these ideas are great, but... But, like Dale Bass said, and she was echoed in an interview I did with Liberal leader, BC Liberal leader Kevin Falcon, which could be seen on um, our website, um, it's great, announcements are easy, implementation is hard. So, while, while even Falcon said, well, I like his ideas, but, you know, talk to me when they're enacted talk to me when when there's when there's success and we'll have to see what happens will we get more car 40 resources yeah. right now it runs you know during the day eight to five i think four days a week but as dale bass and other politicians have noticed mental health issues don't adhere to a nine to five they're all the time so yeah. we'll see what happens with this remember this is and and this is i think val, uh, valid criticism this is the same government uh, where, where the, the premier during the last election cycle, 2020, only three years ago, he appeared at Thompson Rivers University and promised and guaranteed that a full cancer clinic would be at Royal Inland Hospital within four years, within this mandate. Not a year later, he's saying, oh, it's a 10-year plan. Yeah. We don't know. So Wait it's, and see. it's easy to announce. Let's see what happens. But it is encouraging, I think. And also on housing, too. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of housing. Uh, I want to get into the minutiae of it, but it's uh, all housing initiatives. Some are controversial, such as take, getting rid of a bunch of restrictions on stratas. Um, right now, there's a lot of stratas where there's no kids. So if you and your lovely girlfriend, who's now in San Jose, she's in Costa Rica. Tamarindo, now. Costa Rica. Finally. That's right. So if you and your, your girlfriend, uh, Kelsey, end up getting married and having kids, for example, and you were, and let's say you lived in a, in a, in a, you moved into a condo place that has no kids, but then she gets pregnant. Well, by the time that kid's born, you got to move to that wow. condo. He's changed those rules. You can't do that no more. Okay. Now that's pissing off people who don't, don't want kids in their condos. Right. Um, the only one that stays is a 55 plus, of which I'll be eligible next year, which <laughs> yeah. is odd. I also have a senior's coffee next year, so there you go. Uh, so I have my senior's coffee in my in my in my condo, watching you get evicted with your girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, um, he's doing all this um, all this stuff, and it's really fast. Is it was what getting a lot of people's attention really fast, and we'll see where it goes. The other thing is the hydro hundred dollar credit. Right, right. He he is given uh, because of the cost of living. He is uh, giving every single hydro customer a hundred dollar bill credit. I don't and think I, it's. I a, hate my hydro bill. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a. Um, uh, uh, money, it's going to be uh, off your bill, which yeah, is good. And then he's also giving a cost of living credit uh, to families who make between 43000 and 150000 a year, and it's like a sliding scale. Um, and it's not a lot. In Alberta, it's Alberta, 600, it's 600 you... bucks to every every household that up to 180000 Anything here, Mike, on this one? I think that, uh, what about all those people that are living in uh, suites that may not have a BC Hydro bill that they're just paying? That's the question that came out, uh, you know? came up uh, at, at the press conference, and they couldn't quite answer that. So you're saying, like, if your rent includes your, your hydro. Your hydro, yeah. Now, now, you're paying for the hydro, but it's, it's wrapped up into yeah. your rent. Who gets the credit? Right. Well, I think the credit goes to whoever's paying the hydro bill, and it's up exactly. to that landlord to yeah. say, "Hey, by the way, I got a credit, hundred bucks, so I'm going to take a hundred bucks off your rent next month." Do you, do you know many landlords that will do that? No, but nope. I, I'm, I'm thinking that that's the answer. Was like we, we assume they're going to do that because it's tied to who is paying the bill. So if you're in a in a basement suite and you you pay a, a lump sum and includes your your portion of hydro, 
you would hope the landlord would look at that and say, well, you pay 50%, so I'll go take 50 bucks off your... But there are, there's no legal recourse. It's, it's, it's only the people who... Um, I feel like that part of it misses the people that actually need it. Yeah. yeah. Well, now my hydro bill is worse because I actually have to heat my house in the winter because I have a girlfriend. She doesn't want to be in the <laughs> frozen tundra of my apartment. Well, I would tell her to buy a sweater or hit the road. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get an extra thick uh, comforter, I think, is what you right. need to do. Yeah. Well, you can crochet <laughs> or some, uh, some socks. I stopped using my dishwasher, too, there for like four years because of the nine-hour cycle. Well, that And I would notice fixed. these spikes on my bill every time I ran my dishwasher. <laughs> Luckily, guess who came in to fix it? Gord Stevens. You have a two-bedroom condo in Sahalia. How much is your... You pay hydro every, every two months? Every month. Every month? And in down, it goes down to like $20, $30 in the sure. summer. And now it goes up to like 180 200 But when I had Big Sexy, my old roommate, Sexy yeah. Julian, yeah. who would run a European shower, it's just yeah. like well, water on and music and the heat in the... Let's leave the oven on. It would be like $300. Wow, that's a lot. And all those women that he would have over there using my shower with like the spike in my bills every yeah. time. All these new women well, every day. The heat's probably from the lovemaking. That's what it is. Yeah. There you go. And you were probably sitting there just cold. Yeah. Bitter and twisted. Just listening to <laughs> bad noises. Well, or good noises, depending on what side of the door you're on, right? Yeah. There you go. Weird noises. Yes. <clears throat> okay, weird yes. end of the segment. Let's move yeah. on. Let's wrap the show. Blazers tickets to give away. That's right. December 2nd against Vancouver Giants at Sandman Center. Right here. I think I'm just the worst at these contest giveaways. I never know how to do it. Instagram post. Like the post, tag a friend for a chance to win these four tickets. I hope it works. It probably won't. I'll probably just give them to Greg. Next week, we got Connor Bedard coming to town. I, by the way, have uh, reached out to the Regina Pats to ask for an interview with Connor Bedard. It would be the day he plays. They play here, uh, Regina's here on November 30th. I'm going to see the game with my son. Mm -hmm. uh, if we can get him that morning, that would be fantastic. Well, he's not going to come on the show that morning. It'll have to be a pre-done interview that we play. There's no way on game day he's going to come on the show. You should know that. He's a prima donna. That's and uh, also... Well, he's um, he'll be at the game that night. He will, and I'll be in the scrum after, and we'll we'll talk to him then. Sure, he's not a prima donna. He's just I he's, am just he's kidding. I'm kidding. He's a but he's a generational player. He's a generational. He's player. He's the first ever player in the Western Hockey League to get the exceptional status. And it's right? a very that's weird a line to walk. Right, Mike? That's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Sports, yes. It's a weird line for me to walk. Actually, this if we're going to go kind of inside baseball, because you're not supposed to ask 17 year old players about trades you know mm. are, are you do you think you're gonna get traded what do you think about trading because yeah, they're kids right yeah. that's the big yep. blockbuster pie in the sky deal. everybody's always asking that. everyone's that, talking right? about it he's, yeah. he's heard it before it's not like it's gonna be ruining his life by ask, asking the question but it's a weird one to kind of navigate people want it in camelots want the question to be asked they want to hear from but them. you're right they are they're, they're not adults they're kids they're you gotta adults, respect so. that absolutely you do have to respect that yeah i respect herman holthy and new leaf produce market and the strauss naturals which are 15 percent off all november Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. They're hiring strong-bodied people for their delivery team. Also, the Gord's Giving Back program. So benevolent. We know that, Mike. It's a good program. It's a good program. And McDonald's? $1.105 for these coffees. That's it for the show. Chris Foles for Magic Mike for Bill. I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. Wee.